Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Kathy Nesbitt. Kathy is a health and wellness advocate and founder of Kathy's Crawley Composters, which was established in 2002. Kathy's Sprouters, and Kathy's Laughter Club. She is a multi-award winning environmental innovator who uses workshops and inspirational speaking to motivate people to live a more sustainable life. Kathy is a certified laughter yoga teacher, appointed laughter ambassador in 2017 by Dr. Madan Kataria, founder of Laughter Yoga. And she is here today. We're going to talk about her Crawley Composters business. So welcome to the show, Kathy. Thank you, Angel. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited to have you. When I saw your pitch to come on to the show and I saw the Crawley Composter, I was like, oh my goodness, we have to have her on right away. So I'm really excited to talk to you, Kathy. Tell me, were you the kind of kid when you were little that was out in the dirt playing all the time and looking for worms and things like that? Or did your environmental activism happen later in life it was later yeah no I came from a a neat a neat nick house (laughs) that was like like don't get dirty (laughs) it's so interesting yeah fascinating but as an avid like I, I loved camping and nature and and I did enjoy being outside and in 93 I bought my house and I couldn't wait to start gardening and composting I just saw a need. I mean, it, it just was fascinating how this all came about. And in 2002, our landfill closed for the Toronto area, and we started to export our garbage to the U.S. That's how my business kind of came about, where I was like, oh, my gosh, can you imagine six million people in the greater Toronto area, half living in condos, townhouses, without space to do outdoor composting? So this is indoor composting with worms that I'm advocating for. <laughs> wow. Okay. So so for those of us who are not really familiar with the whole process of composting, let's why don't you take us through why, you know, why it's important to compost? I mean, obviously if the garbage is being transported over country lines to get rid of it that's a good reason right there to start composting let's let's go deeper kathy into the whole process and why it's important as an environmental innovator to to you to compost yeah so composting takes the stink out of garbage <laughs> composting without worms is usually done outside no special equipment is required maybe you have a compost or just a pile is fine that's how nature does it <laughs> the right the leaves fall off the tree and they compost <laughs> and so you add in your yard waste your your um uh, your scraps from the kitchen turn it add water 
After a certain amount of time, it turns into compost or humus that you can use in your garden. What I'm advocating for is the same process, but done inside with worms. And the worms that we use are red wiggler worms or European night crawlers are the optimum worms. There are thousands of species. Those are the, you know, the ideal ones. And they convert the food scraps and paper into black gold, a.k.a. worm poo or fertilizer. Mm, beautiful. So for people who are interested in starting to compost, is it a complex thing? And, you know, should they be wanting to also garden or like what happens for those people who are maybe living in a condo or a place, an apartment where they don't have a whole lot of space, but they have all this garbage they want to get rid of? And is it something that's time consuming? Wow, great questions. No, not at all. It's not time consuming at all. You kind of feed them and leave them. The worms live in the dark. If we look at nature, nobody's really tending to the worms. They're just, you know, free range. (laughs) So these are the same idea. It's just creating the right environment. So the right carbon nitrogen. So the, the carbon is the shredded paper. The nitrogen is your food scraps. For the do-it-yourselfers, uh, a Rubbermaid container or something similar to that. A lid provides, I used to think the lid was a psychological barrier, (laughs) but it does provide a few other features in that it keeps your container dark so you can keep it anywhere. It keeps the the moisture in so you don't have to, you know, keep on adding adding water to your container. And the worms are are converting that material. So they're they're eating both the, the paper and the food scraps. And as I said, they're they're turning it into black gold fertilizer. For people that live in condos, if they have house plants, you can use the compost there, which allows you to grow maybe a little bit of food, some herbs, something in, in the windows. And if they don't have plants, sometimes people just want to be more environmentally friendly. So they want to manage their scraps, but they don't have any plants. So I say well, it's a great gift for your gardening friends. Mm. Here's here's some worm poo. I love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Kathy, what inspired you besides the fact that Toronto shut down its um, facility? What inspired you to start a business like you could have just decided to do this for yourself. But for some reason, you got called to become an advocate and to create a business out of this problem that you saw in your in your marketplace in your area yeah i was just driven i don't have any entrepreneurial background i do now 20 years in mm-hmm. <laughs> i learned a thing or two <laughs> and i was just driven i just saw this huge problem and i had a solution mm-hmm. and that's that's what an entrepreneur is is you know i mean this is a global a global problem we all eat so we all create food waste. Just in North America, we create more than other places because we waste a lot of stuff. Where in other countries, if there's not enough food, you're you're not throwing away what we may deem unedible here. It, it's probably edible somewhere else. So you can make soup or something out of it. Yeah. So it was just this like deep desire to do something good. I mean, the, the landfill closed. We started to export our garbage and I had a solution. So I kind of jumped right in. I was working as a secretary for 20 years and I changed jobs almost almost annually. I you know, I'd get that job licked and then I'd be like, okay, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> Next. 
And then I was getting my psychology degree. It took me 15 years because <laughs> I was just going at night. I didn't care about the paper. I was just, I just like learning. And so I graduated in 2000 and got my psych degree. And I got a job at a group home working with challenged adults. And they didn't compost. They had 10 homes and a farm. They didn't compost. And when I approached them about composting, this had nothing to do with worms. It was just regular composting. They said, we don't need the fertilizer because we have cows. And it was the first time that I realized people don't connect what they're doing. Here they had 10 homes, a farm, all of this food waste that was being generated daily. And they were paying a lot of money to get rid of it. You know, grocery stores, restaurants, anywhere that's producing a lot of food waste, they pay a lot to get rid of it because it was yesterday's meal, but it's it's the devil tomorrow. You know, it attracts rodents, fruit flies, it smells. So you need to get rid of it fast. Like grocery stores, imagine if they didn't get rid of their, their organic matter quickly, that experience would be awful because it would smell in there. There would be all those uncomfortable things, you know, the, the rodents and whatnot. <laughs> and so it, so it costs a lot. So I was like, oh my gosh, wow. And the greenhouse manager said, what about vermicomposting? So about, mm, it was 93, I bought my house and a teacher friend asked me to look after her worm bin for the summer. I didn't want to have worms in my house. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I think we need to take on a challenge. I think we need to do things for ourselves to experience it, to see and so I took on the challenge. It was horrible. I was had a house full of fruit flies. And I did keep the worms alive for the summer. And I said, I'm never doing that again, 93. And then fast forward to 2000, introduced to the worms again. I don't know if you've ever done something that didn't quite work out the way you thought it was going to. And you declared you'd never do it again. And then someone says, hey, Angel, why don't we, <laughs> whatever it was. And you're like, oh, and you get that feeling in your stomach. Like, oh, no, that didn't work last time. That's what happened. So I was like, oh, no, not the worms again. But it was an institution. I knew they weren't getting worms anytime soon. They had to have meetings, see if there was money, if it was a good idea, all of that. So in the meantime, I, I, I was like, okay, let me do some research. And I started to research. So my second introduction uh, then I was like, oh, my gosh, these worms, red wigglers, they eat half their weight per day in food scraps. Wow. They turn gar Right. Wow. Thank <laughs> you. I should have paused there. <laughs> they turn garbage into gold. And I started my business as a waste management tool, but right. quickly realized that it's the black gold that the worms are producing. That's really the benefit because we've wrecked our soil with our monocropping. You know, we grow wheat, corn, soy, like as far as the eye can see, right. which means we need to add a lot of chemicals because we're not, we don't have the biodiversity mm. of the bugs. We don't, you know, so we need to keep adding chemicals to feed the plant rather than feeding the soil. Right. This is huge. It's a, it's a huge mission that I'm on. Well, and it's a, it's a huge problem, Kathy, that you are, you're not only bringing a solution, but you're also raising awareness. So, mm. you know, I think a lot of people got shocked specifically during the Corona shutdown when they went to the grocery store and the shelves were empty. They were like, whoa. Right. So what you're illustrating here and what your your business is about is more than just the worms and more than just composting, it sounds to me like your business is also about really helping people to become more aware of not only the fact that there's a lot of waste, 
not only the fact that there is a lot of degradation of our soil, but that there is actually a solution in the form of our little friends, the red wigglers. Is that what they're called? The red wigglers <laughs> to be able to actually counteract some of the things that that have led to a lot of problems that we can now begin to undo. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to you more about your business and the composters and the worms and all the things. But right now, Weekly Smart Women, we could use your help. If you're enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. I'm also excited about our new book, Wickedly Smart Women, Trusting Intuition, Taking Action and Transforming Worlds that came out January 11th. And love to have you access that as well. You can find out more about that on the website. And we'd love to have you help out by letting your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show and the book so that we can serve them too. I'd love to say a huge thank you to our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're downloading now in 106 countries, including Canada. So shout out to our listeners in Canada. We're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. In addition to Canada, let's shout out to our listeners in Germany and Pakistan. And we will be right back with Kathy Nesbitt. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design? A life that is an extraordinary work of art. Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition. Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your Wealthy Life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Kathy Nesbitt. You can find out more about Kathy and her composters, her Crawley composters at kathyscomposters.com, kathyscomposters.com. So Kathy, what are they going to find when they go to kathyscomposters.com? What's happening on that website? Oh my gosh. Help us to know what to do when we get there. Well, (laughs) There's so many videos on there. My husband is my web guy. We're partners in crime in the business. And we're still, we still care about each other. We still talk. We're still smiling. So that's all good. <laughs> so what will they find? They'll find how-to videos. Again, for the do-it-yourselfers, everything's there. I do have some beautiful products on the on the website to help people, you know, because not everybody wants a rubber made in their kitchen. Some people want like a system. And I do have a beautiful one that Looks like a stool, actually. So beautiful. There's all kinds of articles. Since this cuckoo time that we're in, I've done over 150 podcast guest appearances. So 130 are live on my website. So so there's hours and hours of listening if anybody wants to keep listening to my voice. (laughs) 
Yeah, I really want people to understand why we need this and what to do. Like it is really simple. You asked about the time commitment. You know, it's just a matter of when you're chopping up your carrots and whatever, you take the peels, the potato peels, banana peels, you add that stuff into your worm bin, cover it up with some paper, and then leave them for a few days. So you're only feeding your worms, you know, maybe twice a week. And then maybe harvesting, which is separating the worms in the compost twice a year. So it's really, it's not, it's not that big of a commitment. And one of the things that people often want to know is, does it smell? That was my next uh, question. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely my next question, Kathy. Because you mentioned when you first did the worm thing yourself, that there was flies and smell and all the things. So tell us how that got resolved. <laughs> Yeah, so composting is aerobic process, meaning with oxygen. So it should never smell like rotting food, which is just, you know, the oxygen then gets converted to methane. So it's it's a wonderful science project. <laughs> yeah, so if, if your worm bin ever smells, action is required because the worms breathe oxygen as well. They can't breathe methane. So if it smells, now the oxygen is converted. Bad for us, bad for them. And all you need to do is call me on the worm hotline <laughs> and I'll and I'll talk you through it. Could talk you down off the wall. Ah, the worms are crawling out. You know, because that's what something that people ask is do the are the worms going to crawl out? And you know, all of these questions. No, they, they're eating half their weight per day in food scraps. And they don't have eyes, no time to go sightseeing. So as long <laughs> as long as the conditions are right in the bin, they're staying in the bin and they're just gonna manage your scraps. I feel like the worms were put on earth to help us with this time. You know, they've been around for millions of years. Since the dinosaur, the worms have been here. They're still here. They're survivors. They're literally under our feet. You know, we more, know more about the stars and the ocean than we do where our food grows. Mm, yeah, well, and that's a problem. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you're here with the solution, Kathy. And so let's talk a little bit about what it's been like for you to be a business owner, especially a business owner who is kind of bringing some radical, innovative, you know, activist type of information and products and services into the world. If you could talk a little bit, because a lot of our listeners around the world, not only are they going to benefit from the idea of thinking about, you know, composting in their own house, but I think they like to be inspired too by another woman who has successfully navigated becoming an entrepreneur. After 20 years, I'm sure you have some suggestions for anybody who's considering, especially being an activist, an innovator in their particular space. Yeah, I would say, oh my gosh, surround yourself with people who are on board. <laughs> Probably not family. <laughs> <laughs> not at first, right? Not not at first, but once you're in 20 years, it's like, oh, we knew you could do it. <laughs> surround yourself with people who are on board with your what, what it is that you're doing, especially if you're doing something that's outside the box, although it's in the box because you want the worms inside. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and and really ask for help because there's there is running a business now. There's so many 
organizations that are here to help people, governments. I'm not sure in the States, but in Canada, we've got all kinds of different branches, depending who's in at the time. You know, there's money comes and goes <laughs> in different programs. But there is all kinds of money available for entrepreneurs, more than there was 20 years ago, let's say. And if you really believe in what you're doing, stick with it, you know, write your plan, stick with it. For sure, the universe is going to offer some obstacles for you to go, you know, like question, are you sure? Are you sure this is what you want? And I, and I, for me, I knew that this was something I needed to do. I didn't want to do it part time. I was all in. Mm. And not that I didn't have some kind of side gigs to support my worm business, but I didn't want a part-time job. I didn't want to work full-time and work on this part-time. I wanted this to be my thing. Yeah. It was hard. And, and I, you know, I, I probably chose the wrong thing, selling worms by the pound rather than selling the compost. So if you're going to do a worm business, sell the compost and not the worms because they're the workers. Mm-hmm. But, I, but my goal was when I started to put, to have worms in every living space Every apartment, every classroom, not just every school, every business. So imagine we don't no longer have to truck around this wet waste. You know, when our landfill closed in 2002, a thousand trucks were leaving the Toronto area for Michigan. One thousand 18 wheelers. Wow. I mean, it's just mind blowing. Like daily or weekly or monthly weekly. or that, annually? That was weekly. A thousand weekly. weekly. Holy cow. 200 trucks a day. So to, imagine, to go to Michigan. To go to Michigan. Yes. So now also imagine the Michigan is taking on a thousand trucks a week worth of garbage from Canada. How amazing is that? Bizarre. Well, well, you know, the, the thing is, the governments are not business. They're not businesses. Mm. And and they're often run like they're not businesses, I, you know. So it was just, I think it was a very bad decision. Canada's a massive country. Why couldn't we just take a moment and find another spot rather than like go for, oh, and Michigan, by the way, decided to be the trash capital. It was Canada's garbage that was causing trouble, but they're they're the trash capital for the states, surrounding states export or not export. Yeah, export their garbage to Michigan because they have the lowest tipping fees. You know, they they were the automotive capital, right? Mm-hmm. Ford, GM, Chrysler had their headquarters there. And then everybody left. Everybody makes cars. We make cars in Ontario now. So they needed a new industry. And I, I you know, I, I joke about it's not a joke, but I say when I do a lot of school workshops and I say to the kids, I can only imagine Michigan government was like, we need a new industry. What are we going to do? Hmm. Hey, why don't we be the trash capital? Yes. Great idea. <laughs> Right. Not funny. Funny, not funny. Not funny. Not funny. Not funny because, you know, all of the states, like all of the provinces have a slogan and and Michigan's slogan is Great Lakes State, Mm -hmm. which means water. So as this garbage is breaking down, there's no liner that can hold that that toxic goo that comes out of the garbage. Mm. So that leaches into the water. I mean, Michigan, Michigan already has they already have a scarred water from GM, from one of their GM plants. Yeah. Well, you know, Flint, um, Flint, Michigan, right? Flint. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kathy, let's talk. We've got only a few more minutes left. No. So if there was, yes, it goes fast. So if there was something that you wanted to say that would really encourage somebody who might be listening to either 
uh, become a purveyor of their own black gold, a creator of their own black gold out of their own kitchen, or become entrepreneurial or both. We'd love to hear what you have to say in the last couple of minutes here. There is so much opportunity there. It's a it's a kind of a fledgling industry, although the worms have been around. There is so much opportunity to have a business or just to be more responsible yourself. You know, on the heels of COP27 in Egypt, managing our food waste is one of the things we can all do to help mitigate climate change. We can feel good when we're growing food. We don't waste that food. It takes a lot of effort. So you got to water it. You got to weed weed it. You know, you got to take care of that plant. So there's no way you're going to throw that tomato out once it's once it's ready. You know, and it teaches the children about about food, about growing, and and the younger set. You know, they've had this climate crisis on their minds since they started school, since they were born. So they're ready. We can't have a basket of solutions without problem. Lucky for them, we have tons of problems. So for the entrepreneurial sorts out there, there's lots of work to do. Mm. And it's so satisfying when you're doing something that's making a difference. Mm. Totally. You know? Yeah, Yeah. totally. Well, let's see if there's anything, if if you could channel the worms. I don't know why I'm asking you to do that. If there's anything the worms <laughs> would like to say, it's coming through right now. I'm like, okay, ask her to channel the worms. All right. If the worms had something that they wanted to say, what would it be? It would be, did you know that we have five hearts each? Each worm has five hearts. And I believe it's so that we can love them a little bit more. Oh. Right. I mean, they're there. They don't have any bones. They don't have any structure. If we step on a worm, the worm gets hurt. So I feel like if we could just be kinder, gentler, get worms. Once you watch your worms convert that material, it's it's they're the original alchemists. It's a beautiful process. Well, yeah. And what's really cool about the Crawley composters is they're taking waste and turning the waste into waste, but their waste is actually nutrient-filled, mineral-filled. It's the kind of waste that actually grows more and is additive. It's additive waste. It's the kind of waste that allows those of us who love the earth to feel good about what we're doing. And so I'm so grateful for you, Kathy, and for your worm advocacy and for your (laughs) composting advocacy and for being such a brave and powerful, innovative woman entrepreneur. Thank you so much for coming to the show today. So listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that number for you in the show notes. Consider... Buying some worms from Kathy at kathycomposters.com <laughs> and consider, you know, creating black gold in your own kitchen. And we would love to have you also send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We could potentially even give you a shout out on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. 
Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.